0: On this next installment of the Sports Rap Podcast, we will attempt to bring some light to the Spike Lee situation, Mm -hmm. and we will also talk some NBA talk, definitely some Sixers, since we are local Philadelphians. So here we go. Uh, If you don't already know or or, are not familiar with the uh, past situation, Mm -hmm. uh, Spike Lee, he has been... All over the uh, sports circuit, all over the media. And it's been discussed at different levels. Mm -hmm. And some people have issue with it. Well, actually, a lot of people. A lot of people have uh, issue with it. So I felt the need to um, give our take on it as well. So if you don't know, I'll just give you a general background. Uh, as you know, Spike Lee, anyone that knows NBA, mm-hmm. anyone that knows Spike Lee, knows basketball, the, the Knicks the <laughs> it, it is his squad. That's his team. He's mm-hmm. been a Knicks fan since he's been a young uh, child. He's been a season ticket holder since um, forever. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned that it's been over 20 plus years, approximately 28 years, mm-hmm. that he's been a member. And he uses the. 33rd street Mm -hmm. entrance um to get into madison square garden gets on the elevator goes upstairs to the garden and gets walked escorted to his seats Mm -hmm. which by the way have come from he's migrated from up in the nosebleeds as a young guy all the way down to the floor Mm -hmm. uh approximately he said estimation spent about over the past 30 years about ten million dollars on season tickets yeah. for the New York Knicks.
1: We yeah, man off, right?
0: <laughs> uh, we all know the stories about James Dolan. Uh, we can go far. We can go as far back, um, if you will, as the Charles Oakley situation mm-hmm. during the Big Three, and which was an event in Madison Square out, Garden. So again, like I said, we we all know the antics um, or, or what have yous of uh, one James Dolan. Mm-hmm. We. Sports, as sports fans, we know how he has definitely, um, run down the Knicks organization.
1: Right.
0: We know the rumors, um, from certain persons around him about alleged or possible racism, Mm -hmm. uh, being involved. Um, and once again, once again, like I say, we'll never honestly know. Um he gives a lot of signs that he could be
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know I'm not going I can't sit here and say that he is I don't know him I just know what I see yeah. so I say he gives off signs where you could possibly say yeah it might be something well, I heard there you
1: for a lot of black black uh, people
0: But getting back to the story <clears throat> Right Spike Lee was entered the building um last week right. He had just went to he mentioned he had just went to another event Mm-hmm. That was not even a basketball event. Mm-hmm. It was um, a play or a musical, a Broadway show, which was that. removed, taken off of Broadway, moved to the garden for public school kids to, to oh, view okay. this right. one particular Broadway mm-hmm. performance. Spike Lee was there. He said it was a magnificent performance. Same thing. He went in the same way that he always goes in. Right. For some reason, um, with new ownership or new management, they they concocted up these new rules on the fly, right? And this one particular game last week, Spike was on the elevator, and he was asked to exit the elevator, exit the building, and walk around to the uh, another entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, anyone if anyone's been to a sporting event, the ticket can only get scanned once. So once you get in that building, mm-hmm. your ticket can't be scanned anymore. Uh, if you leave and try to come back in, you will have to purchase another ticket mm-hmm. to get in. You can't use that same ticket. Right. So Spike knew this. Everyone else knew this. And he's wondering why they're making him do this all of a sudden. Right. Um, about, this. Spike immediately got irate. He brought up the James Oakley situation um, coyly. And he put his hands behind his back, he said. And he mm-hmm. said, arrest me like arrest you did me. my brother. Right charles oakley mm-hmm. there was no legit explanation um initially about the situation right they were just told that there were rules changes and and it struck it struck spike um very hard because like i said he's been doing this for 20 plus years right. he's very familiar with the staff there the security staff and the other staff um in the garden he was ultimately or eventually um escorted to his seat because he refused to go out you know uh james dolan apparently attempted to make an apology um at two spike um at at halftime of the game spike was apparently um not accepting um (coughs) hence he went on his went on the espn first take and you know he said he's probably not going to another mixed game this year year. maybe next year he will return Mm -hmm. but the problem and the issues I have with this whole situation mm-hmm. and people will um add the racism card into it because James Dolan is also ultimately we all know Caucasian Spike Lee is black. Spike Lee does the Spike Lee movies. We all know about his movies, the forty acres and the mule products and all of that productions and all of that. Um so, a lot of people will attach the race card to this. Right. Um, I'm kind of feeling another angle where I'm disappointed uh, in the fact that this happened because uh, you don't hear about this type of thing happening to Billy Crystal, who's yeah. a long-time Clippers fan. Or,
1: uh,
0: um, you don't hear this type of things happening or... Around the Lakers and Jack Nicholas, yeah, Jack, Jack Nicholson, yeah, yeah, Jack Lynch. rather. Yeah. Um, so I see how, and what I just said to you very easily, uh, legit, very easily and legitimately mm-hmm. poses the argument right. for the racist or the right. racism card. But the, this is something that I understand if you have. Rules changes and things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And one of the other things that Spike Lee brought up when I'm getting to this point is that if it's a rule change, I have no issue with a rule change. Just let me know Mm -hmm. beforehand. You know, he brought up the point. He said, I've been a season ticket holder for so many years. Mm -hmm. He said, I usually pay on time, whatever. He said, but if I'm one day late, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: my phone is blowing up all day. I got 90,000 emails asking me, where's my payment? When Am I still going to get tickets? Why couldn't that be the same rip record with the rules change mm-hmm. before i got into the building and in the elevator
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's his whole thing so
2: if you don't know game. if you don't
0: know yeah if you don't know about madison square garden if you've never been there right. it's not the typical basketball arena
2: mm-hmm. most
0: arenas in the nba you go into the building and you go down to the floor level seats or you can go up, right. up to the higher level seats You get to Madison Square Garden, you go in on a ground level. Mm -hmm. You have to catch an elevator up to the fifth floor to actually go see the game. So there's the difference in that. And with him doing this for 20-plus years Mm -hmm. and then being told once he's on the elevator um, that we need you to step off the elevator and walk back around and go the other way, Mm -hmm. no, I, I agree with him. No, I'm not doing that because everybody's standing right then and there when that comment was made, knew that if I go outside, or if he goes outside, right. his ticket cannot be scanned again to get back in the building.
1: Well, they, uh, my buddy uh, called Talk- Tucker said it, it's about control. It's not race it's
0: about control. I mean, but, you know, I, said, I didn't say it was about race, and you see, I could see where it's control, but I just said yeah. what I just said right. has a lot of legitimacy to
2: mm-hmm. that
0: racism tag. Right. Um, Like I mentioned, it's not done to Jack Nicholson. It's not done to Billy Crystal.
2: Crystal. Hasn't
0: been heard around the NBA at all, really, or anything like that. So, you know, and then it's like it's the second incident with James Dolan in Madison Square Garden. Like like I mentioned, the Charles Oakley incident and now this. But this is the type, you know, um, you, you think about Spike Lee and who he is, like I mentioned, the movies that he makes. Um uh, no issues with that. I love his movies. But mm. the issue becomes you have a faithful fan. Mm. Um it doesn't happen to M Night Shyamalan when he comes to Sixers games.
2: True.
0: You know. Uh so you can't treat people that way. Mm. Um like I said, I agree with Spike when
2: mm.
0: he said that uh you know, you could have gave me a heads up. Mm. You call me any other time when I, when I'm when i when I'm late. Or, or you think I'm getting a little nervous about me not getting my tickets? My phone is blowing up. You calling me constantly, you mm-hmm. know. So, why couldn't you have called me and let me know that right. uh, as $10 well?
1: Million he right, $10 million.
0: he spent over ten, million, and I mean, That's and he a stayed lot faithful. Of bread, man. The Knicks have been bad for years. Yeah, and
1: He's still faithful. He's, their he's
0: still faithful. Front row seat. He's still faithful.
1: Clapping his hands. You know, in. so like final you have to.
0: You have to treat him with a lot
1: He's the president.
0: of respect, oh a lot more respect mm-hmm. than what you have done in right. this particular situation. Right. Uh, James Dolan has since been attempting to reach out to Spike Lee. <laughs> he says <laughs> that, and he wants to apologize and wants to make things right. right. Uh, I agree with Spike for not answering any calls, not fielding any calls
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, right now. Uh, it's going to take a while. You know, uh, for somebody, like I said, the amount of time he spent, the amount of money he spent, the faithfulness um, of his character, of his fanship. You know, James Dolan needs to realize, and I was talking about this to one of my co-workers, that if Spike Lee were the type of spiteful person to do something to try and get back at James Dolan. Right. Spike Lee, being the person that he is, being a New Yorker, a native New Yorker. Mm -hmm. Being a longtime fan, a prominent Knicks fan, he could easily turn that into, okay, look, I'm not going to any Knicks games, so we're going to boycott. We're going to go, We're going to start going to Brooklyn and go to the Knicks games. I mean, to the Nets games. That could be a move that Spike could do just by saying it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That could pose a very, very big, 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 big issue. Mm-hmm. for the new york knicks and for madison square garden right. you know it wouldn't take away from some of their other events but it's the home of the knicks it's the mecca of basketball as they like to call it right. if something of that nature were to happen where spike influence and i'm not saying he did it don't don't quote me on saying that he's going to do something i haven't heard anything i don't know the man i don't know any of his people i haven't talked to him but it's just my thought process of what could possibly take place if Mm-hmm. He were that type of person. He could shut this down right. quickly, you know. So I, I, I definitely think that um, he deserves a lot more respect than what he got up, from the Knicks at that particular point. And you mm-hmm. know, I, I agree with him. He's not going to say he's not going to attend any games anymore. This season, he may go back next season. If I was him, I wouldn't I buy season tickets. If I was him, I wouldn't buy season tickets next season. I would
1: have been stopped five years ago.
0: No, um, <laughs> oh, you can't help it. He's a fan. He's a basketball yeah, fan. He's a Knicks fan. Though, but because of this situation, I would make um, a statement, if you will, and I wouldn't buy season tickets. Mm. Um, right. I would buy individual game tickets when I decided I wanted to go to um, who yeah. I wanted to see yeah. play I, the next the way that's the way I am. you know I mean especially that's the way I am on a regular basis as mm-hmm. far as with the Sixers here but if I was in that situation I think that's one of the ways I would try to get back at right. um the ownership mm-hmm. because even though you treated me wrong I know business-wise you're still going to try and get that money because you know I've been consistent with it Tell so me. you're still going to try and you're still going to try and get that season ticket money out of me. Right. I'm gonna let you sweat it out, mm. I'm gonna let you suffer
2: right. a little bit, right. and
0: I'm not gonna get season tickets. I'm gonna get individual game tickets, and it's gonna be at my discretion mm. um, how many and what games I attend. Oh, so with that being said, that is our friend, take on uh, the Spike
2: Lee situation. My
1: said, uh, he said uh, the rest of the season could have. A- they have not already had an effect on the crowd but I'm not being I mean
2: the Knicks
0: think anyway so yeah. I'm sure they weren't selling out Right. Uh, they weren't selling out unless there so was somebody coming in, in.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: so I, I mean Good point, the way they're running that organization they're definitely going to lose some money yeah. and now with this spike uh, league situation it could me? possibly amplify them losing even more money yeah. but like I said who knows how um, the situation is going to ultimately play out you know, so, like I said, with that being said, that concludes our take on the Spike Lee uh, situation. Time. So right. now mm-hmm. I want to move in before uh, we get too far along, before I forget. Mm-hmm. I want to get into um, some NBA, some other NBA talk and some Sixers mm-hmm. talk. So you got Frank is here. He's a Lakers fan. That, that, and, sure. and, a and the, the, the Lakers, Lakers <laughs> defeated the Clippers yesterday in sort yeah. of a revenge game sort of a statement game to to um already, yeah so i want to talk uh the lakers again and, and i said this to frank uh, last year when they first got lebron mm-hmm. i mentioned about the roster and the role players mm-hmm. i mentioned it again this past summer when they finally did make a move and get get ad <coughs> um me. i watched the lakers against Milwaukee, mm-hmm. watched them against the Clippers yesterday, right. watched them against the Sixers. Um, right. You saw the
1: Bucks game?
0: Looking at their roster mm-hmm. and thinking about their roster and how they play, ideally, there's not much left. There's not much there after mm-hmm. LeBron and AD, which...
1: Kuzma?
0: Not really. He's
2: coming along.
0: It's coming along, but not really. And again, you know, these guys, besides... And even even so much Anthony Davis. Um right. a lot of these guys a lot of these guys don't have that playoff experience. Right. And I'm not and I'm not saying that they'll completely fold well, Rondo, or man. anything like that, but it's not much on that roster after LeBron and A D that really has and, and Rondo, Rondo that really has a legit playoff experience. contention or experience. Mm-hmm. And we all know the playoffs um He's are a, a different family. animal. Mm-hmm. So they're playing very, very well right now. And, again, like I mentioned um, with the Sixers, the guys that are playing now for the Sixers off the bench, right. this is a great time for them going into the playoffs. I like Harris with Harris. Uh, Harris. But getting back to the L.A. squads, mm-hmm. like I said, the Lakers are who they are. So then, Danny? Um, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. We'll see if these guys step up, if this play now is helping them or will help them uh, in the playoff run. Also – uh moving to the other side uh to the LA Clippers. Um although they lost to the Lakers um last night, they lost to the Sixers once. Um yeah. they revived, they revenged that and beat the Sixers when the Sixers won this ro- recent road trip out in LA. But again, I-, I go back to what I said um early in the season about yeah. how scary they are. Um I still say that, I still believe that and I believe that I think I believe that they're going to turn it up a little bit um when the playoffs the Clippers when, when the playoffs start. Uh for all intent purposes uh, if you will, if you look at their entire season so far, Paul George has not been what they had expected uh coming into the season with bringing him in. He hasn't been that yet. Uh still room for him to be that, especially now on this tail end and making this playoff push. Right um we know who Kawhi is He's the I, and I just think that they're role players if I had to go back and forth with Bradley. balancing the role players between these two teams which since Trying we're talking close. about these two um I definitely give the advantage to the Clippers, Clippers. Yeah, um Bradley, you
1: got,
0: you got. I, I give that Bradley advantage to them they got Lou Williams you know Patrick Reggie Beverly, Bradley, uh, Harrell, yeah, yeah. uh, they picked up Reggie Jackson, they picked up one or? of the Mars yeah. brothers, yeah. Yeah. um, Zoo right. Box, yeah, Zoo so Box. so they have um, some pieces mm-hmm. there. <laughs> uh, on the other side with the Lakers, you know, yeah. you could say Danny Green, Avery Bradley, well, but again, how much, how bad Danny Green got a championship but danny green was a spot up shooter you know what happens now when people adjust and make him uh put the ball on the floor mm-hmm. how does he adjust to that how does that hurt or help him uh down the line in the playoffs so it's going to be very very interesting mm-hmm. um especially out west because you have teams like portland who i just looked at yesterday mm-hmm. who has have fallen out of the eighth spot they're not even in the race right now they're like ninth or tenth right now mm-hmm. so the west is always tough And, like I said, we'll see what happens. Um, We could possibly get, for the first time in the history, get the Lakers and the Clippers playing, facing off against each other in the playoffs. So we move on and we talk about uh, playoff pushes. We talk about playoff runs. We have to talk about the Sixers. Uh, Four-game road trip. Which was which would have been it could have been a huge road mm-hmm. trip. Um, shout out to Ivan Robinson, friend of the show. You know who he is, Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Who when he was here, he thought that the or he commented um, a little while back when we started talking about this road trip that he felt, felt like they would be two and two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I also felt that way. Um, it should have been that way. The most disappointing loss. Um, they actually went one and three. So the most disappointing loss on this road trip was the most recent loss against the Golden State Warriors. Right. They were in control of that game the entire game until the end. And in my opinion, I think the coach got outcoached uh, once again. I don't know what it is, but I consistently keep coming back to uh, it being a split with right. the blame. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to begin now to put a little bit of an edge on the coaching i just get so confused with the way he juggles his rotations uh you know i mentioned last week that i need to see or i would like to see alec burks and glenn robinson play more um you know these are guys that you traded for these are guys that can help you when ben and joel come back Uh, I like the idea of Al Horford coming off the bench. And, I mean, I know he has to start now due to injuries, but you have to get a game plan. You started out with a game plan with working the ball to Al and picking roles, getting him on mismatches. Then you went away from it. The same thing you do when you have JoJo and Ben. You sometimes start out with Joe dominating on the post. Then you tend to drift away from it. It's not the players. That's the coaching that tends to change those style of plays up. Um well if his coach is changing the play up I agree he needs to stay in the post but if the coach is changing the plays up and putting him in different positions then he's going to do well he's going to do what the coach is telling him yeah, to do right, right. this is why I'm saying right. the coach needs to change because the coach doesn't demand him to stay in the post the coach will start out with it or he'll wait until the last minute and then he'll start to go to it right. but again the rotations I, I am so Confused Mm -hmm. with the rotations, and I think that he will get a shot. Like I said, it's very difficult to fire a coach at this point or this stage in the season. And I want to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to talk about the Kenny Atkinson thing as well when I get done. But it's hard to fire a coach at this point in the season, especially when there's a team like the Sixers who were who have high or had high expectations. And they haven't shown any right. of that mm-hmm. um, as of late. Um, if you go and you look through their body of work so far, they don't have a real or true identity on offense. Mm-hmm. They have shown that they can lock in and play some mm-hmm. gritty defense. Right. Um, they showed that they protect their own house. They win at home. But now this has to expand to playing on the road. Because mm-hmm. where they sit, they will be starting on the road in the playoffs. They won't have home court advantage.
2: But so they'll, they'll be starting out on the road. On they right?
0: fell to the sixth spot now, right. which I think, with the way that they're playing right now, the sixth spot actually isn't too bad because yeah. you would get Boston. You would have to go on the road. But mm. you beat Boston this year. You can beat Boston. Carl
1: said not enough discipline in
0: coaching. It's not. It's not the discipline comes from the coaching.
1: Right.
0: Players are going to be the players, but the discipline comes from the coaches. And he also if,
1: said, too I'm sorry. He said, Sixers rotation needs to be more consistent. Yeah, we need, and we need more shake, less Neto.
0: Yeah, I mean they waved the wrong player. They should have waved Neto and not Trey Burke. Yeah, uh, you know, again. His rotations are what they are. You're missing your three. You're missing three starters. Your three scores. Good
1: point,
0: Paul. I also feel like Tobias Harris needs to be more consistent. Um, I like Tobias Harris, but I don't think I just don't think he's as consistent as we need him to be with our two cornerstones hurt. Not the
1: debate, and challenge you on that. JoJo and Washington was out. Simmons is out. He's the most consistent person I've seen. Not, you. not you now. Think not so. this time. You think so? no. no. Who's more consistent no. on the floor?
0: There is nobody that's, okay. that's considerably consistent on the floor. He's that's part of the problem. But he doesn't do it every night. Okay. He'll do it tonight, Right. and then he'll have an okay game okay. the next night, and then we'll have another big game the following watch. night. I watch every game. I'm going to games like that. It's not as consistent as. Right. You as as a I team like it's not as consistent as a team with, with the aspirations that they had. Right. It, it's not as consistent as that type of team needs right. him to be. Yeah. Is what in the it situation is. Right now, yeah, man, it, and they right need on. him to be a lot more consistent right. in scoring. But again, like mm-hmm. I said, I think it's the coaching. <laughs> and the coaching has mm-hmm. to hold these guys accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh you saw if you didn't see, you saw uh what game I was watching the game the other day mm. and there was a coach and he's yelling at the players and this is the NBA. Mm. He's in the huddle yelling. No it wasn't Brett Brown. It was somebody else. Uh. But that's the kind of intensity you need mm. as a coach to hold your players accountable to will your players. I always say this is why I respect the hell out of Greg Popovich as a coach. Oh, Pop, yeah. Um no one was exempt from being chewed out. Whether it be on the sideline, during the game, mm-hmm. sideline, after the game, or in the locker room, practice. before or after a game or at practice. Mm-hmm. No one was above the team. Mm-hmm. So from the number one guy down to the number fifteen guy, if you screw up, I'ma let he you call, know. 10 I'ma 10 let 12. you know in front of everybody yeah, where 12. you screw up at. But that's what kept them
1: too, that's 12. what
0: gave them that championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Where I know, Parker. where I know on a roster, I know mm-hmm. that if I'm the t- if I'm the seventh man or the sixth man, right. and I mess up, and I mess up, I already know going in, it's a very good chance the coach is going to say something to me, because I'm the sixth man, I'm supposed to come in with the spark, either defensively or offensively, something. Right. Sixth man, I'm supposed to come in. If I don't get in there and do my job, yeah. I know automatically that the coach is going to get on me. Hold mm-hmm. on a second, right. hold on a second. Okay. But what makes it great is the fact that I also know as that player I also know that right. if my guy Tim Duncan doesn't do his job right. that when he gets close enough to the coach the coach is going to say something to him the same way he would say it to me right. so you get a better you get a little bit more comfortable as a team and that brings that pedigree to the team the Sixers don't have that right now he and it's that. from the coaching
1: uh, call my buddy. Call. He's got some good points. He said Glenn Robinson third
0: should be more in the rotation. This is stuff that I already know. It's stuff that I've seen. stuff that I've been saying for the longest. Just like I've been saying for the past three years, the Sixers need a traditional point guard. Good point, Paul. It's not. A, I don't have an issue with Ben Simmons running the offense, mm-hmm. but you're got a guy that's never played point guard mm-hmm. going into the NBA, trying to learn that All position right. on the fly. Yeah. It's a tough task.
1: It's yeah, so a very, very tough task. Floor, it's like, a tough task,
0: yeah. you, you know. And, and if you can't handle it, you need your point guard to shoot. Go to
1: the G League.
0: You need your point guard to shoot. He's got to be able to shoot because there's mm-hmm. a good chance that late in the game he's going to have the ball in his hand, he fouls. He's going to need some free throws. Mm-hmm. But he needs to be able to shoot. He needs to be willing to shoot. Exactly. Hence, I tell you, Ben Simmons is not a point guard. He is <laughs> playing point guard there is a difference people if you don't know hit me up and i can talk to you outside of the show and explain it to you there is a difference between being a point guard and playing a point guard Mm -hmm. okay so i want to bring something up that uh some people have been asking me a lot and a lot of people have been asking me about the situation with brett brown and they're asking will he be fired or should he be fired by the end of the season? I think, again, like I have been saying, mm-hmm. um, I think it's about time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the marriage is up. I think it's run its course.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's no disrespect. I think he's a good coach, albeit not the coach for this particular group.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just how I feel about the situation right now. Right. Um, I also feel that due to the changes that were made Come Coming from the trade deadline last year, mm-hmm. up until now, the front office is going to give him that shot to try and improve, improve on uh, last year's standing. And, and, I mean, I get it because they went out fighting. They didn't just lay down and die. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a heck of a shot. Lucky bounce, if you will, that propelled Toronto past them mm-hmm. um, to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I get that. Um, where he'll be here for the entire season. But I also think that he is very, very much under the microscope right now with mm-hmm. the summer coming, the moves that were made over the summer mm-hmm. and the most most recent move um, at the trade deadline to bring in some shooting and guys that can create their own shot and wing defense, mm-hmm. which is something that they needed. Mm-hmm. So if he can't put this together, then you have to try and find somebody that can put it together. Um, One of his assistants is very, very hot. is a hot name now as far as being a possible candidate for um, any vacancy. Uh, (laughs) i Udoka, his assistant, who I see talking to the players all the time. Mm -hmm. So it might be a good shot, you know, to bring some new life into the situation as a coaching staff. There's also talk again about Mark Jackson, Um, possibly. um, I've seen – I've seen uh, names like Jason Kidd mm-hmm. uh, floating around, seen Jay Wright, mm-hmm. uh, who ironically um, a week now. or two ago said that he would only leave. He, he, was, was, he was mentioned, mentioned around. around the Knicks and whatever. He said he would only leave to come and coach the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Whatever that meant, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So there has been some talk about possibly. Um, you like Jay Wright for the Sixers? No. He, his team shoot a lot of threes like the Sixers do now, and they right. don't have the personnel to shoot the volume of threes that they shoot on a regular basis. Right. Uh, I think, you know, if, if you want to be safe and you go in-house, you give Aimee a shot, um, I think you still talk to the likes of a Mark Jackson and see what he wants to do. Yeah. But he had, um, he was
1: a point guard, so he knows about But the he, he was a
0: good coach. Yeah. You know, he's one that he, that he understands the game of mm-hmm. basketball. You yeah. listen to him when he commentates he he can walk you through the entire game he can tell you what should have happened he can tell you what did or did not happen you know so and, and and he has that commanding discipline and that respect of his players he will get that um definitely because of his nature and his stature and who he is so again i i i think that uh a a change is possibly going to be needed like i said it's going to take a major fallout for it to be immediate i think it's going to be some consideration and he may even get another year Mm -hmm. because of the changes that were made in the time frame that they were made Mm -hmm. but me personally um looking at the situation from the outside looking in, i just think that it's time to change it up uh you know you had expectations of being one of the top three teams in the conference this year Mm -hmm. your play now has had you fluctuating between four five and six more so five and six Mm -hmm. right now which is somewhat of a disappointment from what you expected going in Mm -hmm. so again i just think you know it might be time or i think it is time for that to change uh, hence that brings me to my next point and my closing point for this episode. Mm-hmm. If you did not know, the Brooklyn Nets have and Kenny Atkinson have recently uh, come to a mutual agreement to part ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Atkinson has been the coach for the last couple of years. He got them into the playoffs last year, has them on the verge of making the playoffs or had them on the verge of making the playoffs once again this year and had additions to he couldn't really get to utilize with KD who was out all season and now the um inconsistency of having Kyrie Irving who is now out for the remainder of the season as well so he didn't really he had basically the same team he had last year minus a couple pieces D'Angelo Russell um so i don't know what that whole situation uh was about um everything that i've read i've read a lot of different stuff i read that uh It was just a mutual um, parting of ways. I've also um, read that some of the players wanted him gone. But it's hard to say. Like I said, we weren't one of the flies on that wall. We weren't in that room or in those rooms when those discussions or conversations took place. So we'll never know the true story. But it's hard to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow um, as a fan. And I'm just saying this from myself um, from my standpoint from my point of view that it is hard when you have a guy that has gotten you into the playoffs um the previous season and now had you on the verge of making the playoffs once again this season that they come to a mutual decision um to part ways so so you have to wonder what really went on um you know there's always talk about Kyrie and his situation amongst his players his teammates how um he rubs them the wrong way and how um he does that the same way with some coaching staff so who knows um KD um apparently or allegedly went on social media and showed some love and some backing and support for the former coach. Uh, Jock Vaughn will be now the replacement interim coach for the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, like I said, it's unfortunate that someone loses their job at this stage in the season after all the work that he's done to get them to the point where they are. I think they're like seventh or eighth in the conference right now. Like I said, looking at a possible playoff spot once again this year. Um, So there's something, there had to be something else going on if they're putting it out that there was a mutual uh, parting of ways. But again, like I said, we'll never know the true essence or the true story behind that situation. We'll just know what we get uh, in the news and what we get reported to us. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to this latest episode of the Sports Rap Podcast. Please, please get over to iHeartRadio, look us up, and wherever you get your podcast iheartradio we are there spreaker apple podcast soundcloud we're all there so get over check us out and tune in each and every monday 11 a.m to 1 p.m is how we do it the podcast usually goes up the following day after i do my edits so again folks thanks for tuning in to another episode of the sports rap podcast